Napoleon once said, when asked to explain the lack of great statesmen in the world, that to get power, you need to display absolute pettiness. To exercise power, you need to show true greatness. Such pettiness and such greatness are rarely found in one person. I look upon the events of the past weeks, and I've never come so to grips with that quotation. For ladies and gentlemen of this Congress, it pains my soul to tell you that you have brought blood and shame under this great dome. Your leadership has raised the stakes of hate to a level where we can no longer separate the demagogue from the truly inspired. And believe this, there are traitors among us. And I'm not talking about those of you who sided against your party leadership. I'm talking about those of you who were patriots to your party, but traitors to the necessary end result, that of righteousness, the truth. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up that clip from the movie The Contender if you haven't seen it. What are you waiting for? <clears throat> what a great movie! What a great movie! And of course, uh, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever there's a great movie about a president, the president's always a Democrat, the, and the Republicans are always the bad guys. And of course, it's the exact opposite in real life because the Democrats are the are the evil, manipulative, uh, corrupt ones in real life. And the Republicans are the ones that are that are mostly fighting on on principle. Of course, uh, you know, even uh, principles don't matter when when certain things happen, which we'll talk about today. And uh, you know, I, I think of that hey, you know, in order to gain, in order to get power, you need to display uh, complete pettiness, and to exercise power, you need to have true greatness. And uh, Biden has neither of these. No, he has he you know he he hid to, to he hid in the basement. To, to get power and he has no sense of greatness no sense of uh of of history or principle or any of that and uh and of course he's got a complete cabinet it's all the same way and he says you know we're we're trying it's hard to separate the the demagogue from the truly inspired and for those of you that don't know that word demagogue those are those are uh republican those are republicans those are pol- politicians that really just use the the buzzwords to win an election. Hey, whatever's whatever's the hot topic, we're using we're going to use those to and they don't really care about them. Well, you know what? We have to make sure that we 
take care of the climate and we have to make sure that we save the save the earth and you know we have to make sure that we have have uh, uh, racial equity and we you know we have to make sure that we we have uh, gender equity and uh, and I'll talk about this a little bit more next week with with pay equity in the state of California it's it's just ridiculous it's just ridiculous and uh, and of course uh, so I thought that was fitting for today I use that move that uh, that song heartbeat city by the cars two reasons uh, number one number one uh, somebody posted on Facebook has to name a band that uh, that today's generations don't have never heard of and uh, and I and I posted the cars and I could have said the knack and I could have said a whole bunch of other other uh, other bands um, but the cars popped into my head and then of course this first this first subject I'm gonna talk about you know I'm thinking about What's that Cars song? And say, hey, hey, Jackie, what took you so long? You know, and everything's going to be going to be uh, everything's going to go down as long as Jackie's back in town. And, you know, I, I thought about, well, hey, you know what? Uh, that's a perfect song for uh, for this subject. On Wednesday, President of the United States appeared to be under the impression that a member of Congress who died last month was actually still in the room with him. You know, and uh, it happened during a White House conference on ending hunger and food insecurity. Hunger and food insecurity. You know, what is that about? And is it about uh, uh, food insecurity? Is that because, uh, you know, babies don't have formula? Remember that Abbott thing? The FDA shut down Abbott in last October, and then uh, they didn't get involved in, in making sure it got cleaned up and back to and back online until uh till february when there was a, a baby uh, formula shortage and then they got them back online in july and today we're still importing uh importing uh, baby formula from other countries um because we still haven't caught up and i noticed in the in the grocery store this week that it says uh, due to the shortage of uh of uh baby formula you can only buy four cans at a time and uh so it's uh is that what food insecurity is about or is it just uh, making sure that everybody's got their EBT card loaded up? Or, uh, you know, and why is it on hunger and food insecurity? Why is, is that just not hunger? I don't know. It's, uh, it's amazing what they call these things. But while calling out members of Congress who had done work on this issue, Biden asked, where's Jackie Walorski, Republican from Indiana? Where, where is she? Apparently forgetting that she died in a car crash on August 3rd, along with two of her congressional aides. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Hey, Jackie, what took you so long? Are you not here yet? Uh, well, apparently Biden is, uh, you know. I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people. Yeah, so apparently he's seeing dead people. Right there in there. With the daily press briefing happening soon after the conference, reporters asked John, Kareem Jean-Pierre uh, what they had just witnessed. What's going on? Is the president seeing dead people? And somehow she had the an this answer ready to go. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so what happened? 
So the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. She was of top of mind. She doesn't even know what that what that uh, phrase means because people don't really use it. And uh, did he forget why he was welcoming welcoming her family instead of her? Oh, because she was dead. Oh, that's why we were welcoming his fa her family. Uh, simply amazing. He just he, you know what? This guy is this guy is too out of it to be in in the presidency. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be there. Shouldn't even be there. And of course, uh, that was Wednesday. And of course, you heard there was a hurricane in uh, Florida this week on Thursday. Don't worry, I'm not devoting the entire show to it. There's enough of that happening on TV. Um, but we can't but we can't ignore some of the ridiculous things that have come out of the Democrats mouths this week because of the hurricane. Here's some bizarre commentary. First from Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, let's hear what she said. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We got to win in the midterms. We understand that. Really? Are the are the Democrats really that full of themselves or that full of something else? They think they can stop hurricanes. And of course, I hear uh, Don Lemon trying to get trying to push the the. Uh, the narrative that the intensities of these of these hurricanes is growing. I grew up down there, and and I can tell you that they're a lot more intense now than they used to be, or they're a lot more frequent. I don't know. I've been around for sixty one years now, and uh, and for as long as I can remember, we always have hurricanes this time of year, and at least there's at least one or two or three every single year that are that make the big news and create big uh, uh big headlines and. And of course, a, a, a reason for FEMA to be out there, but the but the but the Democrats are trying to say it's all climate change. Climate change is causing this, and and we're finally doing something, and we need to do this with this hurricane bearing down on Florida. And of course, uh, Friday it's it's hitting uh, South Carolina and Georgia, and uh, you know then it'll cool off and it'll go away, and we'll fix everybody up, and everybody will be fine. Um, happily, happily, the Floridians have a have a uh, governor like uh, Ron DeSantis, and they listen to him. And there were very little, if no, if no, uh, if not any uh, uh, fatalities, from what I've heard of. As of Friday morning, I haven't heard of any fatalities. Um, and everybody's everybody seems to be fine. Lots of uh, property damage, but not a uh, but not fatalities. And of course, uh, uh, Joe Biden. We can't we can't uh, ignore that. Joe Biden's out there at a you know weekend at Joe's, uh, i.e. weekend at Bernie's, uh, with him wandering around dead, sputtering this. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where a hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Everything's more complicated if you're not vaccinated. Of course, that's today. Um, we know that people that got vaccinated are not not getting COVID. And we know that people that got vaccinations are not not dying. 
uh, when they have other other health issues and they get COVID. And so there's really no use for that. And of course, the complications might come two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, when uh, these people that got vaccinated are having health problems they didn't expect, you know, like a second head growing out of their, their neck or their shoulder, or uh, who knows what other kind of health health issues. And of course, the health issues that people are experiencing from uh, the government and the media is just squelching because we don't want to pass that narrative on. So, uh, so anyway, so let's get on. Let's get on to uh, other stuff that's going on besides the hurricane. And of course, uh, Biden being in another in another world as uh, as this world continues. Um, agents at the southern border are fed up and speaking out in the media now visiting the Del Rio crossing in Texas this week. Fox's Harris Faulkner uh, toured the area and spoke with the agents who are dealing with thousands of migrant encounters every single day. I think that's probably what Kamala Harris was supposed to be doing, but you know, she can't be bothered with, with such things. Um, she can't be bothered with such things. Oh, and uh, you know, instead of visiting the border, let me uh, jump back in there. Instead of visiting the border, uh, of uh, Mexico and the United States or Texas or New Mexico or Arizona or California. She visited the border between uh, North Korea, North, North Korea and South Korea. And uh, she made, she made this, this uh, ridiculous statement. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. Really? Really? We share an alliance with North Korea? I thought it was South Korea. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And you'd think that you'd think that if uh, if if Harris had any sense, she would have heard what she just said and go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, South Korea. But she's not that she's just not that smart. This is the entire Biden administration. So she should have she should have uh, at some point in the last two years gone down to the uh, Mexican border and actually gotten up in a helicopter and seen what uh, Harris Faulkner saw. But uh, here's here's one agent who feels zero support from Biden administration. Listen closely as he's talking to uh, Harris. And uh, and when he talks about the White House's response to the migrant camp of 15,000 Haitians that descended on the border one year ago. Pulling bodies out of this river every single day, mm. every day. We have over 200 deaths just here in Del Rio sector. Uh, agents here in my sector, they're tired of pulling children that have drowned out of the water. That's uh, traumatizing for everybody involved. Have you spent any time with Secretary Mayorkas? The reality is he, just like everyone else on the cabinet, are not going to do anything that the president doesn't tell him to do. So. You know, it's I think he could help influence it. I don't know what sort of pressure he's pushing back toward the White House. Mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. how much of this from the White House is willful ignorance. How much of it is intentional where they just don't care because it's politically not convenient for them. I, I don't know. And it's frustrating for us because I remember back when the Haitian migrant camp had formed in Del Rio last year. Right. We were getting calls from DHS and the White House asking if it was real. No, for real. It, it, I, mean, I could not believe it. They were asking, is what we're seeing real? Really? They're seeing stuff on TV. Did they think it was being staged? Hey, they got a whole soundstage up there, and they're marching people through, and they're saying that they're from, from uh, Haiti. Uh, really? Why don't they know stuff? Why does the Biden administration not know anything? Because they don't want to know anything. They don't want to uh, let anybody – they don't want to acknowledge uh, what – what damage they're doing to our country by letting letting the border be open like that. 
So, you know, hey, is this real that what we're seeing on TV? Well, why don't you have people down there telling you that? Harris also went in the helicopter with Texas National Guard. Um, remember, Governor Abbott is having to send them in because the federal border patrol's hands are being tied by the White House. While they taped this interview in the air, a large group of Hondurans was crossing below. Here's what the guardsmen said will happen to those migrants. Since we're assisting Border Patrol here, this is their call, they're going to snatch them up and process them and probably turn them into the United States. Release them? Oh, yeah. That's what happens. This administration is letting them loose in the United States. That's why Governor Abbott and the Santas are starting to bust them out of Texas. Because they get let loose into Texas and we're just overwhelmed. Yeah, and, the, and of course, the, uh, the mayor's the mayors and the other politicians from Washington, D.C. and New York City and Martha's Vineyards and Chicago. And apparently the next plane, uh, Santa says the next plane's coming to Hollywood uh, as if we don't have enough illegal aliens here in Southern California. Um, you know, the they're they're all they're all saying, hey, this is this is just a political stunt. Well, can you imagine what's going on in Texas with these with these millions of people coming across? Can you imagine what's happening in Southern California? Can you imagine what's happening in in uh, in Arizona? And of course, New Mexico. Nobody talks about that, and I'm not quite sure why. But uh, you know, these are Hondurans. But didn't Biden just tell us last week that all the migrants coming now are from communist countries like Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua, and that's why the crisis is no longer his fault? Hmm. Can you uh, can you say uh, full of malarkey? Everything the Democrats say. Everything the Democrats say is either uninformed or misinformed, or it's uh, or it's a uh, it's just a diversion. Hey, let's divert people's attention from over here, and uh, we'll we'll tell them some BS that's going on that really isn't, or we'll tell them what's going on uh, is something different than what they see. You know, that's why I say, hey, don't trust me, don't trust CNN, don't trust Fox, don't trust Newsmax, but watch a little of everything, and then. Watch what you see out in your community and and decide decide what's really happening. Use your logically thinking brain and figure out what's going on. You say, hey, these guys on CNN say this and these idiots on PMS NBC say this. And of course, I'm hearing this other thing on Fox and I'm hearing even more more stuff that's a little bit different than Fox on Newsmax. And then when I. When I read all the posts on Facebook, they say this. And of course, there's comments that say that. And of course, when I go down to the gas station and to fill up my car, this is what I see. And why is it that I don't let my wife go to the grocery store at night by herself? Because this is the kind of stuff I see. I was talking to the UPS guy that brought me over some uh, a package of birthday ice cream that my daughter sent me uh, for my birthday this week. And, uh, and he goes, and I, and I stepped outside. I say, Hey, Eric, how are you? He goes, 11 more years. And I'm out of here. 11 more years. You think you're going to make it that long? He goes, he goes, you know what? I'm going to retire in Mexico down in Rosarito where, where at least, you know, what you're up against. He goes, you know, it's at least the cartels, you know, all the cartels, all they want to do is make money. So you stay out of their way. And, uh, you know, and the police, you know, that if you get arrested for something that you're in trouble, because they're going to starve you and abuse you in, in jail. So you just don't break the law. And he goes here, nothing makes sense. And I go, really? I go, I go, so uh, have you encountered it? He goes, yeah. He goes, I, 
He goes, I saw some someone someone beating up a guy at the gas station at Food for Less the other day. And he goes, and I stopped to make sure the old guy was okay. And the guy that beat him up followed me to my next three stops. And when he pulled up next to my truck and he drew and he pulled a gun on me, he said, Hey man, you got a problem? And he goes, No, I don't have a problem. And I and he goes, he goes, uh, and I said, So you're not allowed to carry on your truck? He goes, No. And he goes, uh, and he goes, some of my friends said, Hey, why don't you say something to him? He goes, Because I could dive in the back of my truck and bullets go right through the sides of those big brown, brown targets out there. And, uh, and it's, you know, Hey, what do we see going on in our country? Hey, this, uh, social justice thing they're doing with letting people out of jail with no bail. It's not fair. They don't have the money for bail. Then they shouldn't, they shouldn't do the crime if they can't do the time. It's amazing. It's amazing. We see what's happening, but still we listen to CNN and PMS, NBC and, and Joe Biden and all the other idiots in the cabinet. And we listen to them and say, Oh, really? I thought I saw this happening, but I guess I didn't. And you guys should be talking to your, your family members and your neighbors and your friends and making sure that you point that out to them. So how does this nightmare compare to the so-called migrant crisis from three years ago? Remember when all the Democrats were, were so passionate about when Trump was when president that, you know, we're, we're separating families and it's, it's just a tragedy. How different is it now than just a couple of years ago? Uh, it's a couple of years ago in this sector, we had approximately maybe 2,000 to 4,000 crossings per month or encounters. Just in the first 16, 17 days of September, we're going to hit 30,000 people today. Yeah, so two to 4,000 a month versus 30,000 and a half a month. So can you say it went from two to 4,000 to 60,000 in a month? I don't know. It's just about the same thing when, when Trump was here. Not. So you guys got to be got to be conscious of, of this stuff that you see. And uh, when you when you see it, um, use your brain. Talk about it. Talk about it, because, you know, typically this is the one thing the Democrats are good at. They make a lot of noise. Us Republicans, us conservatives. Well, you know, we want to we have to go to work. We have to be politically correct. And uh, those want those uh, those uh, Republicans in in uh, Congress and Senate. No, they don't want to make too much noise because uh, they want to be professional. And of course, we need to play their game. You now, we had a candidate, uh, uh, Travis Allen, that was running for governor a few few years back. And he said, hey, you know, we need to we need to make we need to learn to play the play the uh, the Democrats game like they do. And if that means if if uh, ballot harvesting is is legal, then we need to learn to ballot harvest better than them. And if they need and if making noise is the way you get attention, we need to make more noise than them. And, you know, had we had we uh, had had Newt Gingrich not told Trump to support John Cox, we might have had a chance of, uh, of beating Gavin Newsom and uh, we might have uh, had a, a good governor. We might have had our, our uh, state on the way to being uh, more normal again. But now nah, that didn't happen. So, so you keep your brain turned on, keep your eyes open. You know, if, if they're not, if your eyes aren't open, if your brain, if your mind's not open, um, then nothing's happening and it's not working. And, uh, you know, either do that, either turn them on or check your pulse. You might be dead. So, uh, if this stuff doesn't anger you. So anyway, I got a couple minutes left. Um, that special time of year is here again. Uh, that deadline to fund the government by September 30th. So if you're listening on the radio, you're listening on October, October 1st. 
and uh, September 30th is the end of the fiscal year. And every year this time, we're running out of money to fund the government. It's because we don't ever balance our budget. Uh, and of course, this means another massive stop the shutdown spending package where every Democrat's wish list gets crammed crammed through, except for Joe Manchin's, of course, which I'll talk about in a second. As for the Republicans, they get nothing because they ask for nothing. I'm going to stop here and we're going to break for five minutes of weather, traffic, commercials and sports. And I'm going to come back with all kinds of stuff that you may or may not have been uh, conscious to this week that's happening and you need to be aware of and keep your eyes open and your and your mind open. So stay stay tuned. I'll be right back with lots more. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, branch manager, Planet Home Lending. Uh, if you uh, I, if you notice, I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the radio uh, because some of you guys might not be in the market for it. And did I even introduce myself last last half? Um, so let me let me talk a little bit. So if you're if you think you might be in the market for uh, refinancing your house, rearranging your debt, uh, rearranging where you where your properties are owned, whether that's uh, in California, Arizona, Nevada, uh, Colorado, Utah, Texas, uh, New Mexico, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, uh, and I think I have uh, Mississippi coming up next. Um, if you're if you're interested in properties, any of those in any of those states, whether to buy one there or to uh, or to refinance one you already own, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. Or go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo, and you can do the cyber thing. Uh, also, uh, if you hear any part of the show that you want repeat repeated, uh, stay on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, where you can subscribe for free and have it automatically download to your device uh, every Friday afternoon after I record on Friday mornings, and then we upload on Friday afternoon, and shortly thereafter, it'll download to your device. So if the uh, times on the radio aren't convenient, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to miss the show that week. Um, also, I'll remind you, my, uh, my book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, uh, that I wrote last year came out on audiobook last month. And, uh, if you want to, uh, get a copy of that so you can listen to it instead of read it, or if you want to read it, you can get it on, uh, uh, go to edhoffman.net and it's uh, right there on the front page. So, uh, getting lots of, uh, lots, you know, I, I posted that, Hey, it's finally out on audio for those of you that bought it and haven't cracked it open yet because it's take it's so much time to, uh, to crack open a book and read pages these days when you could do it while you're driving. Um, and I've gotten a lot of, a lot of responses and, uh, actually getting a lot of people sending me messages of compliment compliments about, about the book. So if, uh, if you like the way I think, I think like you, uh, check out my book experience matters. Here's mine. So before the, uh, before the break, we were talking about the shutdown 
And the uh, the end of the fiscal year that came up on Friday this week, which is today while I'm recording. And uh, and of course, uh, it's time for everybody to put it put in their last minute request into their spending package. Um, except for Joe Manchin, the Republicans asked for nothing. That's why they get nothing. Here's Trump advisor Stephen Miller on what the Republicans should have asked for in the continuing resolution or the CR, the temporary spending package to keep the government open past Friday. It ties into what we just talked about. This is one of the greatest acts on the part of Mitch McConnell of both political cowardice and political stupidity merged together. Morality, conscience, humanity demand that Republicans force the issue of border security on this CR, put forward an amendment saying not one dollar of this CR, of this funding bill, can be used to resettle any more illegal aliens in the U.S. That's what morality demands. But what about just political expediency, common sense, good strategy? We are days out from a midterm. They could have used this as a clarifying moment, indeed the only clarifying moment in two years, to say who are the good guys and who are the evildoers in the Senate? Who's fighting for you and your family and who's fighting for the cartels and open borders and the drug dealers poisoning our children? Forcing that vote. Yes, even if it means coming to the brink of or even in a government shutdown would mean every news station in the country would be forced for once to cover the travesty on our border. Yeah, I love Stephen Miller's uh, statement right there. You know what? Um, Open your eyes and see who's fighting for you and your family and who's and who's out there for evil and think about it yourself. How is your life today compared to two years ago? Are you bothered by the gas prices? And, you know, you guys that are driving uh, electric cars and you say, no, I'm not bothered by them because I just plug in my car in my garage and I, and I charge up. Okay. Is that because are you trying to save money or are you, uh, are you trying to save the world? And do you know where that electricity comes from? Do you know that pollution to create batteries and, cre- and, and produce electricity um, goes into the atmosphere just the same way as exhaust out of tailpipes? And, uh, and wait till we talk about the next subject about what's going into our atmosphere. So, uh, but we need to vote out old cronies, even Republicans. And I'm not saying uh, vote for Democrats to beat the old crony Republicans. I'm saying we need to have primary challenges for the, for the old cronies. You know what? Uh, Mitch McConnell clearly didn't recognize this opportunity. And, uh, and maybe he just isn't as sharp politically as he used to be. He's 80. How long does he need to stay in there? We should have somebody strong in there leading the Senate. And uh, as we take the Senate uh, in five weeks, we'll, uh, well, in five weeks when we, when we take it over and actually starts in January, um, I hope that they vote out Mitch McConnell as the leader of the Senate. So the Senate voted, voted Tuesday night to move forward with the, with the CR and keep the government running past Friday, which means that, uh, which means that they voted to vote on Friday as to whether to uh, to do the CR. So they voted uh, to keep the keep the ball moving and no longer includes what Chuck Schumer had promised Joe Manchin months ago. Manchin's proposal to streamline permit approvals for major energy projects like the Mountain Valley Pipeline he's trying to complete in uh, West Virginia. Uh, You know, he just got screwed. But with uh, without 60 votes, the CR can't advance. And there was enough opposition to Manchin's proposal to keep the entire package from moving forward. Democrats like Bernie Sanders and Tim Kaine are opposed to it for environmental 
and social justice reasons, of course, uh, environmental reasons, because they don't want anything having to do with, with uh, fossil fuels and social justice reasons. What could that be? Is that you know, a racial thing? No, because having a cheaper, uh, cheaper ability to heat your house, um, that doesn't help certain uh, races. I don't know. I don't quite get that. Well, Mitch McConnell and some of the Republicans are upset that Manchin was willing to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act in exchange for a favor from Chuck Schumer. When Neil Cavuto asked asked the senator about his lack of support from both sides for his proposal, Manchin seemed uh, kind of bewildered. And I think when people look in there and says, no, I'd rather vote to shut down the government than do the first permitting bill and maybe the only permitting reform bill, Neil, that we'll ever do in our lifetime, because I don't ever see it coming back again. Do you so we'll think, Senator, that Mitch McConnell, is, that this is just desserts to come back at you for supporting a climate change measure that he says is an expensive undertaking and will raise taxes and do all of this? And this is the price you're going to have to pay, the failure of this thing going through. Oh, well, you know, you can be a hero one day and a villain the next within a 24 hour period or even shorter. I understand that. Yeah, clearly why uh, Manchin isn't the man we thought he was a couple of months ago when he was standing up for what was right. Um, you know, and, and Chuck Schumer, of course, promised him if he voted for the Inflation Reduction Act that they'd push through this uh, uh, this bill that would enable him to finish his uh, his Mountain Valley pipeline. And now Chuck Schumer is saying this to uh, to, to Joe Manchin. Clowner, you can't spend your whole life worrying about your mistakes. You f***ed up. You trusted us. Yeah, hey, you screwed up. You trusted us. Uh, so Tuesday night before the procedural vote, which is uh, the vote to agree on uh, what they'll be voting for on Friday, Manchin announced it. He had asked Schumer to remove his pipeline proposal from the bill, you know, because standing on principle is not as important as ensuring that your paycheck comes on time. Uh, you know, some sometimes, you know, standing on principle just doesn't work. Um, removing Manchin's proposal cleared the way to move forward with the final vote that happened Friday, as always, just in time. Um, the CR um, essentially kicks the can down the road by extending the government funding through December 16th, at which point we'll have another last minute emergency. We've all seen this movie before and it's always the same. We can't balance our budget. So we always need to, to make last minute uh, adjustments so that we can keep the government funded because we don't want senators and Congress people going without their paychecks. Because, you know, who knows, they might they might go hungry. Of course, they eat for free and they stay for free. And, you know, what? Uh, you know, $172,000 a year goes a lot farther when you're a congressperson than when you're in the when you're in the real world and you have to pay your own house payment and you have to pay your own uh, electric bills and you have to pay your own groceries. Um, when you're in the government, you just you just hire some more of your family members to do nothing and get even uh, more salary. And then, of course, you expense everything that you used to live in. So uh, what is in this year's Stop the Shutdown Bill and what's out? Here's all we know so far. Foreign aid, $12.4 billion for more Ukrainian aid. Okay, we're not, we're not in the Ukrainian war and we're not out of the Ukrainian war. We're just, we're just going to sit here and just keep feeding it, um, but not enough to, uh, to stop it. $3 billion to state, the State Department for resettling Afghan refugees who came here after Biden pulled us out last August. Would also extend eligibility for food assistance and other benefits. Liberals are mad because it didn't have uh, anything in there about streamlining, streamlining the process to help unvetted Afghans um, become citizens. 
So let me just make a little advertisement here for uh, a show on HBO that uh, Don and I watched this past weekend. It's called Escape from Kabul. It's a documentary on how we pulled out of Kabul. And uh, if you haven't uh, watched it, take an hour and watch this thing. Watch what really happened. Talk to the soldiers that were there and some of the people that were there and watch how this thing was handled. And you'll and and sure, surely watch this before you vote in the midterms on November 8th. And of course, uh, early voting probably starts very soon. And is anybody wondering about all these commercials? We're hearing about the propositions, but California hasn't sent out the uh, uh, the the primary uh, information books yet. So you know that most most uh, most California voters won't go on the internet to research these propositions until there's a book in front of them. And then most of the most of those won't even read the book anyway. But I'm saying, hey, what's Prop 29 and what's Prop 26 and what's this prop and that prop? I don't have anything to read. And being the being the busy guy that I am, I'm not going to Google it on uh, Google each individual uh, um, prop. When I know there's a book coming in the mail that I can sit down and read all in one night. So domestic disaster aid, $2 billion for block grant program to help communities hit by natural disasters over the last two years. And uh, after seeing what happened in this week, we figure most of that will go to Florida. And here's the part that be, that uh, that baffles me. $2 billion for a block grant program to help communities hit by natural disasters over the last two years. Not just last two days. $2.5 billion for New Mexico for recovery from Hermit's Peak Calf Canyon fire in April. $2.5 billion for the area of New Mexico that hit by the, by the fire. And there's 2 million people that live in the whole state of, of New Mexico. In Florida, there's 21 million people that live in Florida, and probably half of those half of those people were affected by the uh, by the hurricane in the last two days. And of course, who knows what the damage is going to be in South Carolina and Georgia? Um, but we did two and a half billion for for uh, just for New Mexico and two billion for everybody else over the last two years. Amazing. Seasonal crisis funding, $1 billion to help Americans pay for home heating as winter approaches. Of course, uh, that means the 45% of uh, the country that actually pays taxes and the 5% of us that pay a meaningful amount of taxes, um, we're, pay- we're, we're picking up the bill for, for Biden administration's blunders of uh, policy. $20, $20 million to help address the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, apparently, they have some contamination issues. And now here's what was removed in order to get the Republican votes. 22 billion Democrats wanted for more COVID aid is out, probably because Biden told everyone last week that the pandemic was over. Thanks, Joe. You saved us uh, $22 billion uh, for that little blunder. I know it wasn't on purpose. Also, $4 billion to fight monkeypox is out. What would we do with $4 billion to fight monkeypox? Buy some... uh, Buy some uh, some billboards and say, "Hey, if you're if you're in the LGBT community, don't have sex." Um, here's an interesting one from Politico: The White House had requested one and a half billion for emergency uranium purchases to ease U.S. reliance on Russia for the element uh, that was left out, and that was left out. Maybe they didn't want everybody uh, being reminded that the uranium one deal that happened during the uh, Biden administration that was approved by Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. That sold uh, Russia uh, in uh, 70% uh, or a complete interest of 20% uh, 
of all the uranium in, in the United States to Russia's nuclear agency in exchange for $145 million donation to the Clinton Foundation. Can you say corrupt? Can you say this is BS? So we're reliant on Russia for uranium now, which is nuclear stuff. And uh, we're relying on them for gas and we're relying on them for oil. We're relying on China for everything else. Um, remember what Trump was doing? Cut off the Nord Stream to make sure that it didn't that it didn't that it wasn't feeding uh, Europe with with uh, natural gas. They had to buy it from us. Remember uh, the the, the um, embargoes or the uh, or the tariffs on China to slow down our reliance on on Chinese products. So we would start moving uh, moving our reliance on American manufacturers to do it. Hey, it costs a little bit more, but guess what? You know, those, those are American jobs and that's uh, American security when we're not relying on other countries for everything. So, uh, so you know, it's just, it's just no common sense in the Biden administration. So let's talk about what we saw, saw this, uh, this week. There was an undersea explosion on Monday in the Baltic Sea, causing three leaks in the Nord Stream 1 and 2 undersea pipelines that run from Russia to Germany. These were pipelines that had supplied much of Europe with Russian natural gas for the last 20 years. However, Germany stopped giving Russia their business in February to protest the war on Ukraine. Then Russia cut off flow to the rest of Europe earlier this month, leaving some countries scrambling to build up stockpiles and secure alternative energy sources. Now there's little hope of salvaging the pipeline as the Baltic Sea is covered with plumes of gas bubbles. Methane gas bubbles. You know the thing that all the climate crazies are are concerned about? Methane gas going into the atmosphere? Um, they don't seem to be too upset about that. European and NATO officials are calling it sabotage and pointing the finger squarely at Vladimir Putin, since the Nord Stream pipelines are a major source of geopolitical tension spilling over from the war in Ukraine. What makes it even more suspicious is that this happened just as the Baltic pipe a new gas route from Norway to Poland was also open this week. Here's Poland's Prime Minister, Matus Morawiecki. Today, we are also dealing with an act of sabotage. We do not know the details of what happened yet, but we can clearly see that it is an act of sabotage, an act that probably marks the next stage in the escalation of the situation in Ukraine. Well, like cutting off our energy, uh, energy production and opening our border doesn't make any make any sense uh, for our own our own uh, president to uh, to do to our country. And while Putin is likely the the is the likely culprit, it's interesting that here in the U.S., our government isn't reacting with much outrage. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre saying the White House thinks this is fine. After all, we'll all be driving electric cars soon. NS1 has not been operational for weeks because uh, Putin has weaponized uh, energy. This just drives home the importance of our efforts to work together to get alternative gas uh, supplies to Europe and to support efforts to reduce gas uh, consumption and accelerate true energy independence by moving to clean energy uh, economy. But remember, the reason that we want to move to clean energy is to save the planet. It's not because gas is too expensive, because gas wasn't expensive. It's not because the, the lines at the gas pumps are so long, because you pull in, you pull in with your 30-gallon tank and your F-150, and you're in and out in five minutes. 
you know, I, I stick the pump in my, in my truck and I walk in to use the restroom. By the time I come back, my tank is full and I have a, and I have a, a few new diet Cokes and some uh, munchies for the truck. And then we pull off back onto the road. It's not that. Um, and it's not that, you know, people just want to be in, it's so much friendlier at lines at the, at the electric charging stations. If we, uh, if we pull in there, cause it's 45 minutes per car. So if there's five cars, you know, we're there for, you know, three and a half hours. Um, so we make friends when we're doing that. Of course, we're not being productive, but we're making friends and we're out in the, in the heat. We can't run our cars with our air conditioner because our batteries are dead. So, uh, and then we'll have to be pushing them onto the charger and it takes longer to charge from dead than from partially dead. So, uh, it's not because that it's because of the climate, but nobody's saying anything about that. Hey, this is okay. Cause we're all, we're converting to clean air energy. Yeah. But all this methane gas is going into the atmosphere. Why isn't anybody making a big deal over this? I don't understand. And how about this back in February, while meeting with the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, Biden leveled this threat at Russia. If uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. And if you uh, and if you saw this interview, you heard the the uh, the uh, the. Um, European reporter asked, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Because the, the pipeline's in control of, of Germany. So how are you going to do that? And of course, uh, and this is right before uh, the Russians invaded Ukraine. Uh, and he goes, well, trust me, we can do it. So it just happened. And it just happened the same day they opened up a pipeline, pipeline from Norway to, uh, to Poland that can, that can uh, provide gas over there. It just seems peculiar. Just seems peculiar that all this stuff happened that, that uh, Biden, Biden warned about that he could, uh, he could make happen and would make happen. And it happened just so conveniently right the same day that the, uh, that the, uh, the other pipeline opened up. And of course, apparently we don't care about the pollution because it's happening in the Baltic sea. And of course we don't have any consciousness that, no methane gas into the that's coming out of the Baltic Sea goes into the atmosphere, and as the Earth turns, it mixes with our with our atmosphere with our with our air. Oh no, it's not affecting the United States. We're going to clean up. We're going to clean up the United States and have all electric cars, and uh, all the pollution come from India and China. That's not going to affect us because that's over there. Of course, the Earth turns, and I've told this story a few times. Whether it was Mark Kelly or his brother that was up in the uh, in the international space station for a year said he would, he would look when I heard him speak one time, um, he, he looked down on the earth and you start seeing, and you, and you'd start to, to notice, uh, um, certain, uh, certain, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um, marks in the earth. You could see the wall of China and you could see, and you could see the Matterhorn and you could see certain things that you could recognize to tell you what, what, you know, what area of the earth you're looking at. And he said, when you looked over China, you could never see anything. Cause there's always a, there's always a, uh, a cloud of smoke over the whole country. And he goes, China turned off their industry for two days for some event that was going on. They turned off everything for a weekend. And he said, he said, all of a sudden you could see the whole country. Well, how did all that, all that smoke clear in two days? 
Oh, the earth turns and it all dissipated. It's that osmosis thing that goes on. Okay. So it just separated and spread over across the whole, whole atmosphere. Nah, that tells me something that tells me something about, uh, you know, you climate people that, that think it's so important that we don't pollute here and it doesn't matter what China or India does and, uh, why we don't care about this, uh, Nord Stream 2 pumping, uh, uh, methane gas into the into the atmosphere and i'm not saying that i care about it but you know what if you guys are cutting off our energy independence and making the price of gas go from two dollars to five or six dollars um in interest of the saving the world then at least stay consistent with your message someone who's always eloquent on these geopolitical issues is former congressman congressperson tulsi gabbard of hawaii she says sabotaging a gas pipeline is just the beginning We see a sabotage of an energy pipeline today. What's next? Is it access to the Internet? Is it satellites that are connected to GPS that power virtually all parts of our life and also our weapon systems go on down the line and we end up with this potential nuclear outcome? And so, you know, our leaders are saying, well, hey, we can't do anything. This is all in Putin's hands. Well, guess what? The United States, our leaders and European leaders are the ones fueling and funding this war. So they have a heck of a lot of leverage to be able to push for a ceasefire, negotiated outcome and an end to this war and to actually fight for peace and prosperity. And we need to know that if they're not doing that and they aren't right now, then what they are doing is pushing for more destruction, more war and therefore a lack of peace and prosperity and more suffering for us and people around the world. Yep. Keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Keep your brain turned on. And pay attention to what's going on, because who knows if we can survive two more years with Joe Biden. And we certainly don't want Kamala Harris in there. Instead, we got to come up with a with a solution to this. Hey, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back in with you next week. And let me remind you real quick. If you have comments on the show, send me an email to edit at Hoffman.net. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.